Rob Blake made his first move acquiring Troy Stetcher from the Detroit Red Wings for basically nothing. We're going to talk about that trade today, plus some latest Kings news and action all on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, you're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show, and as always, I'm glad to be here with you talking all about the Los Angeles Kings as we, uh, you know, get ready to deal with all of the excitement of the trade deadline. It is, of course, the big day. It's Monday. Uh, Trades are happening eminently as we're, you know, Existing. Uh, I had a whole show recorded on Sunday, honestly, and uh, I'm scrapping most of it. Uh, You're going to hear some of it, but largely, um, you know, it became moot because the Kings actually did some stuff uh, over over the weekend. Uh, So later in the show today, you're going to hear from Jay Foster, who is the uh, regular Monday guest on my show as we sort of wrap up weekend uh, activities. Uh, But uh, today, we're going to be talking first and foremost about the Troy Stetcher trade. Uh, but before we get into any of that, uh, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this season and more with props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. So let's get it out of the way first before we go on to talk about the Kings and the rain and all that stuff. Uh, the Kings on Sunday announced that they acquired defenseman Troy Stetcher from the Detroit Red Wings in exchange for a 2022 seventh round pick. That is basically nothing. Not too many, you know, mid to late seventh rounders, uh, you know, really do too much at all. Uh, For a defenseman who can step in and play games while, again, literally all of the Kings defensemen are hurt, I think this is fine. Uh, Troy Stetcher is a unrestricted free agent after the season, so no obligation to keep him, no needs to worry about what's going to happen. Once the season is over, if he's great, fine, awesome, cool problem to have. If he's not great, whatever, see you, you know, see you at the end of the year. Um, Stetcher uh, began his career with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, He had a college career with the University of North Dakota, uh, has played in 346 uh, NHL games, uh, played for several years with with the Canucks before signing uh, with the Red Wings last season. Uh, obviously last season, weird COVID year, whatever, uh, this season he has dealt with injuries. So he's been limited to just, uh, just 16 games. He went out in early November with an injury, uh, came back in February, but obviously everyone's February schedules were, uh, pretty slim because of, uh, the Olympic break that wasn't, uh, because of COVID reschedulings and all that stuff. Uh, so has only gotten into really a handful of games. Um, this is honestly the kind of move that I was hoping to see from Rob Blake. I don't think, you know, given the crazy prices we're seeing for players, and we'll talk a little bit about this later in the show with Jay, given the prices we're seeing for players, and given what we know about the Kings, especially all the injuries they're dealing with, like this isn't a team that is one guy away, two guys away from winning 
a Stanley Cup. This is a team that's just trying to stay afloat, get to the playoffs, get the young guys some experience so they come back hungry for next year. Uh, and right now, we need the help on the blue line. In addition to acquiring Troy Stetcher, obviously, uh, the Kings formally announced that they put Mikey Anderson on long-term injured reserve. Uh, so he's going to be out for quite some time. We're hearing rumors about Drew Doughty that his injury is more significant uh, than initially expected. So he may be out for a while as well. Uh, we did finally get Alex Edler back from that broken leg. Uh, it turned out it wasn't just his ankle. I think they said like tibia amphibia or something. Real bad. Just un very unpleasant. Uh, so Edler's back. Olimata's back. And the rest of the lineup, again, is children. So Troy Stetcher, experienced defenseman. Uh, he is a little bit undersized, let's say. He's 5'10", listed at 5'10", but uh, has just not really worked out that well in Detroit, limited again by injuries, uh, and just hasn't really fit. Uh, he was a player who, whenever he came up in free agency, I had kind of been like, oh, maybe the Kings should look at him. But at the time, you know, their blue line was sort of full. So you're like, well, don't really need him. Um, I thought he was fine in Vancouver. He has a history with Alex Edler. Um, I'm pretty sure they even played on a pairing together in Vancouver. So, uh, you know, they could be an easy pairing to slot together uh, for two guys who have familiarity with each other. Um, I think this move is fine. I don't hate it. It's a seventh round pick. It's literally nothing. If he comes in and is horrible, well, we're no worse than we've already been with a bunch of children on defense. So... This is what I was hoping to see from Rob Blake, was a depth move like this that will help shore up the blue line. It'll allow the Kings to send back at least one defenseman to the rain, um, because as we've talked about a lot on this show, the rain are great this season. They're struggling right now because, again, all their good players are up with the Kings, uh, but the rain have been doing really good. They have a really strong chance of making a long playoff run uh, for the Calder Cup in the AHL, and so... You don't want to see their hopes kind of dashed because all their good players are up with the Kings. So, you know, through the rest of today, if Rob Blake does anything else, I'd love to see more moves like this designed to sort of help prop the Kings up and also allow the Reign to experience success because they won't have lost all of their good players to the Kings. So good job, Rob Blake, on making a move that basically costs you nothing. It gets you a body to put out there on the blue line while we're waiting for guys to get healthy. Um, and if guys happen to get healthy and we have too many defensemen, honestly, that's a good problem to have. Like, no complaints here. So I'm hoping to be able to talk with Locked on Red Wings about Troy Stretcher. Uh, so look forward to an episode later this week on that so we can get sort of the scoop on how he's performed uh, this year. With the Red Wings, again, uh, this year and last year, again, he's missed a lot of time due to injury, so hasn't ever really been able to get set into a groove with them. But overall, I think it's a good move for both sides. The Red Wings get another, you know, late draft pick that they can package or move up or do whatever they want to do with it, and we get someone to help keep uh, the Red <laughs> to help keep the blue line going uh, in the face of all these injuries. So that is. The quick high-level overview on what the Kings have done over the weekend. Obviously, there are still several hours left before the trade deadline ends, so we'll look to see if Rob Blake does anything else. Uh, and if so, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Uh, before we get to anything else, though, let's talk Athletic Greens. Uh, we have a, a new partner that we've been working with 
that has a great product called Athletic Greens. Uh, if you are someone who is looking to get more energy, if you're someone who is like, I'm sick all the time and this sucks and my immune system is garbage, or if you are like, I sure should eat a vitamin or two, but you just can't ever remember to do it. Athletic Greens is a great supplement that will help you get those nutrition, nutritiony, nutritiony, nutrients. We can leave all of that in because that's amazing. You're doing great. Athletic Greens will help you get all the nutrients that you need, help you uh, have better gut health, a better immune system, and much more. And it's just one simple supplement uh, that it, you just chuck it in some water and you drink it and it tastes kind of dark chocolatey and is just a quick, easy way to get a whole bunch of different vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and all sorts of other stuff into your system. So you can go and check it out. It is lifestyle friendly. So if you're on the keto diet, if you're paleo, vegan, gluten-free, whatever it is, uh, you can incorporate this into your daily routine. Uh, it's cheaper than coffee. It's cheaper than buying 1400 different vitamins. And something that I think is pretty great is that they also do a lot of work to help out uh, the world. Uh, they have been doing things like purchasing carbon credits to support, uh, to support projects uh, that protect rainforests. They donate meals to kids uh, and really are all about just helping the world be better one chocolatey tasting drink at a time. To make it easy for you to reclaim your health and your immune system, you can go and check out Athletic Greens. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day and that is it. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As has become our Monday tradition here on the show, I'm joined by a friend of the program. Uh, let's not talk about the Blue Jackets, Jay Foster from Locked on Blue Jackets. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Kings and the Mini Kings as we look at the Ontario Reign as well. We're going to start, we're just going to start with the fun one, which is called goalie stabbing, which is what Cal Peterson should get to do to his teammates after they blew it in what was basically a, a four-point game against the Vegas Golden Knights, who, if you have forgotten, are below the Kings in the standings and maybe would like to uh, keep it that way. Uh, instead, the Kings lost five to one to Vegas because of course they did. Uh, so I'm just going to go straight to the goalie expert here. Jay, which of Cal Peterson's teammates should he get to, to, to like murder the most? Oh man. There's just so many good options is the thing. Honestly, I feel like he might be, able, he might have to murder Gabe Velarde first. Mm, yeah, is, that one goal that like plunked off of him. Yeah, which is a shame because I like Gabe Velarde, but yeah. unfortunately, stabbings must be done. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking in the in the like we were texting before, and I was like, I'm going to put together a list of of who should be stabbed the most and who is least deserving of being stabbed. But honestly, everyone kind of deserves to be stabbed. <laughs> I will say that Gabe Velarde had a 71.4 percent faceoff success. Yeah which is good. good. So maybe he doesn't get stabbed the most. Unfortunately, the guys that are most deserving of being stabbed are also the children. So right. uh, the, the Byfield line just kind of got eaten up mm -hmm. all night. Um, I don't think Sean Dursey had a particularly good night. Uh, Philip Deneau was 
basically Five. the only useful king? Question mark. <laughs> so. And the temple is made. And like, I, I feel like this game, so of course there's like, you know, these small but vocal contingent of Kings fans who are like, Quentin Byfield's a bus, send him back to Ontario, blah, 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 which I think is not correct. Um, but I, I know like a big hot button thing has been, oh, uh, you know, Quentin Byfield's getting basically no power play time and maybe he should get more power play time. That sure would be great. Um, and so I feel like this game, unfortunately, like confirmed for that group of fans why Quentin Byfield should like, be relegated to like the ECHL or something at this point because of the one shorthanded goal that he was on the ice for that like just the, the puck kind of got away from him like just was it wasn't a great play overall it showed the fact that he's you know 19 or whatever at the end of the day how else are you going to learn he's, you're not going to learn by sheltering him and having him watch the bad power play like just you can't get any worse than it already is so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the power play is already terrible, and I feel like looking at this and being like, well, this is the reason that Quentin Byfield should be sent to the, the moon, like, <laughs> is dumb. It's stupid. I'm just going to go out there and say it. Like, and as someone who covers a team that is full of horrible, terrible, average children that make a ton of mistakes every game, like, one of the best things about this Blue Jacket season has been watching Brad Larson deal with how his young players make mistakes and allowing them to, instead of doing the John Tortorella thing of stapling them to the bench mm-hmm. and like, what's that film? Oh, Clockwork Orange, where they pin the <laughs> eyes open and make them watch yes. the footage. Like, <laughs> and that's what I imagine John Tortorella would do after benchings, you know, but Brad Larson has, has basically, it's what good friend of the show, Jason Hernandez says all the time, let the kids play, you know, how are they, how are they going to learn? Is he supposed to jump on the ice and magically be, perfect Mm -hmm. at literally everything just because he was drafted second overall no right it's dumb it's stupid and these people have bad opinions about things you know like and yeah that's that's the other thing as well is the okay sure i did goal not ideal but like you said this power play couldn't get worse so at this point what harm does it do to put a guy like byfield on the power play because he can be a huge asset it just so yeah. happens that he made a mistake this one time. Right. I guarantee and he won't make that mistake again, you know? Right. Like, he he will learn from this. And he's definitely, like, you. sure, he, like, and it's just, I'm like, this kid hasn't been set up from success from the beginning. Um, you know, he's been stuck with, like, Dustin Brown, all respect to Dustin Brown, but, like, not the ideal line mate for your, like, very young star future center, like, He's not like, I just keep coming back to like, he's 19. Like not everyone comes into this league, even if you're a top draft pick, like not everyone comes in as Connor McDavid 2.0 and is like great from the beginning. P.S. Like everyone is still like Connor McDavid is garbage at defense. So like even he isn't perfect. Um, Yeah. Like I'd much rather have him learning on the job than just sitting there and being like, okay, just watch the power play be bad and then go do that and be bad at it too. Like I don't know what you want. And I feel like, especially these guys who are like top prospects in, in juniors, and then they go to the AHL and then they're really good there too. Like, unfortunately they learn a lot of bad habits sometimes, which is usually the argument for bringing them to the NHL maybe sooner than they're ready because it's like, okay, I, I, we, we've seen it. And I've, I've heard coaches say it, you know, about players of sure. You could do that really slick move in the AHL, 
against some guys who, you know, aren't particularly good, you're never going to pull it off in the NHL. So like, I'm glad you can do that cool, slick trick shot, but like maybe have something else in your arsenal. And like, you don't want them learning those bad habits because, you know, they're, if they're used to being the best guy on the team or on their line or whatever, like, guess what? Like, congratulations. Now you're staring down like freaking like Nikita Kucherov all the time or something. And you're like, well, crap. Yeah, exactly. And like the other thing as well, I feel like people are being super uncharitable about with regards to Quentin Byfield is that he just, like he broke his leg or he broke his ankle Mm -hmm. at the start of the Mm -hmm. season. Like, okay. Yeah. He's cleared to play, but like, I always think about um, Eric Carson, for example. Mm -hmm. And when he did his, the ankle or his Achilles tendon or whatever he did, Mm -hmm. and he just wasn't the same player for like legitimately three seasons Mm -hmm. after that. You know, or um, Thomas Hertel, who mm-hmm. got destroyed by Dustin Brown. He wasn't the same player for so long mm-hmm. after that. And I think yeah. people look at a player who comes back from injury and they're like, well, why isn't he? Why isn't he the player that we thought? He's healthy. He's cleared mm-hmm. to play. If he's playing, then he must be 100%, you know? Right. Yeah. Or even like, um, you know, for, for Kings fans, Jeff Carter, that year that he got his like, ankle tendon whatever sliced by um it's literally the only thing I ever remember about Jeff uh, Jeff Petrie (laughs) it's like that he he did it um you know total accident but you know it took him a couple years really for him to even admit like yeah I feel even kind of close to being how I was before and you know especially like an injury like Byfields that was you know up in the corner in you know involved in like physical play there's probably some like hesitation there as well of like the mental aspect of it of last time I did this I sure did get my ankle broken and being able to like move past that and still and you see that from a lot of players especially guys who have had like head injuries and stuff like they have to work to be able to overcome that like anxiousness (laughs) anxiety is the real word there anxiousness isn't the word (laughs) um they have to like be able to overcome that anxiety of hey, this bad thing happened to me last time, but guess what? It's still my job, so got to go do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Quentin Byfield's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've said this about a million times so far this episode. Kid's 19. Yeah. Like, he's he's fine. This is not... He had one bad game. You know, I have been super impressed with him thus far, especially considering, you know, like you say, he's basically been set up to fail, or not mm-hmm. specifically set up to fail, but he certainly hasn't been put in the, the position to succeed, um, which I mean, you like you, your opinion may vary on whether mm-hmm. good players need to be put in a position to succeed. But basically stapling him to a guy like Dustin Brown, who, again, no disrespect to Dustin Brown, is not mm-hmm. who you want on Quentin Byfield's wing. Yeah. You know, so give the kid a break. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I think that's that that's the headline of this episode. Give the kid a break. Yeah. Not a literal one. He did that already. And it was bad. I believe you have some cool things to tell us about. Yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about bet online because it's March Madness, as I understand it. People love to do the basketball thing, and the tournament is finally here. And you can get all of the odds, contests, and player props at betonline.com. Net. They are the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information, and they remain the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting, 
your favorite Vegas casino games, and they've got boxing, they've got UFC, they've got uh, football. Football is is going to be back soon. Baseball is back. Uh, they've got NHL props. If you want to put some money on which Kings defenseman is the next one to die, then you can do that at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. I'm also going to tell you about Built Bar because let's say you've woken up, you've had your athletic greens, it's good, it's delicious, you're feeling good, but you need something else to kind of take you over the top and really feel good about your morning. Well, have a Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar. And I know this is a selling point for a lot of protein bars, but Built Bar really means it. And if you haven't tried a Built Bar, you have to. If you have tried a Built Bar, but you haven't tried the Built Puffs, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy, they are soft, they are chewy. They are just a real treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So it feels like you're doing something extremely naughty when actually you are doing the right thing built bars are low calorie high protein uh, low sugar low carbs high fiber you can't lose with a built bar and here's the best bit if you go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order once again that's promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off at built.com so you're listening to Locked on Los Angeles Kings. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Of course, you're listening to this on the trade deadline. And today at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time, you can tune into Locked on Fantasy Hockey for their live deadline reaction show. You'll get all of the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis that you need from hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from our roster of local team experts. So whatever happens on the trade deadline day, and I'm feeling like Rob Blake might be a little quiet, you can find all of that on Locked On uh, with the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Show. So do we want to talk about the trade deadline and uh, what probably isn't going to happen? I mean, I'm less sure that Rob Blake is going to be quiet now than I was literally 15 minutes ago before we started recording (laughs) and I realized how many of the LA Kings defensemen were dead. (laughs) so right now the trade market is literally completely banana pants um which is what makes me think that rob blake isn't gonna do a whole ton because like hampus lindholm who is okay but not great went from the ducks to the bruins uh in exchange they also threw in some other guy who's a prospect uh, the Bruins gave them back John Moore, which is basically like a cap, like they just need money to literally hit the cap floor. Um, and also like they need people to play at this point. Uh, they got a prospect a player who hasn't quite made it in the NHL yet, but still has some promise. A 2022 first round pick, a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick. Like what? <laughs> or like the, the Brandon Hagel trade from, from last week. Uh, that one that one is even more bonkers to me because insane. I think partially the Bruins Ducks trade was because uh Lindholm extended yes had a contract yeah. extension with the which, with the Bruins so they paid right, which also, back, not just like the like, rental but yeah. paying which, which, <laughs> yeah. two Hagel's. first round picks and two prospects for Brandon Hagel who was a guy I had never heard of before this season 
<laughs> currently shooting at like 32 percent or something yeah. crazy yeah and like listen i like i and i'm in the unfortunate position of seeing a lot of chicago blackhawks games and like brandon hagel has been honestly one of the only bright spots on that team this year um and you know i think everyone was like shocked that they traded him because you know even jonathan Taves was like if this isn't a guy that you want around for a rebuild like what are we even doing here but when tampa bay offers you two first round picks and two like legit prospects who can step into your lineup like are you gonna say no no you're not um but like that trade's insane and like everything is just you know nick delorier got a third round pick they the ducks should have been paying the wow to take nick delorier from them (laughs) like um so i'm like if this is what like nick delorier is not a good player like we've seen a ton of him (laughs) over the years he fights people that's kind of it like if this is what the market is, I kind of hope that like Rob Blake doesn't do anything or that if he does, it's like depth players that you get for like a fifth round pick or something and whatever. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> There's not a ton out there. Like, I guess Justin Braun exists. Yeah. Uh, Calvin DeHaan exists. Robert Hag just, oh, Haig, Hag. Got I think traded it's to Florida back. for some reason. Yeah. The defense right now uh, okay. is a bunch of guys that were born in 1998 and Alex Adler. <laughs> like oh, I didn't, no. re- I didn't realize it was that bad until I looked it's at the the, the so defenseman that bad. played. Yeah. And that's the other thing is we talked a big game about like who should be stabbed in this Vegas mm-hmm. game, but like your your defense in that game was Alex Adler. Who okay, fair. And then you've got Sean Dursey with all of 46 career mm-hmm. NHL games, Jacob Moverari with all of uh, nine career yep. NHL games, Jordan Spence, who has about four NHL games. Uh, he's got six NHL games under his belt. There's three defensemen that have yeah. under 50 NHL games. Right. Uh, and then you've got Oli like, Mata, who exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember who the sixth defenseman was. I assume... Uh, Wolanin, who's the only other so. defenseman that's alive, who has <laughs> 70 career. Yeah. Oh, and um, uh, Austin Strand exists, and he's the same. Oh, like, I think he has, like, what, like, 30 games or something? They're all babies. They're children, and so it's very easy to be like, well, wow, the Kings sucked against Vegas, but, like, it's, it's infants, children. Right. You're doing it with the, you know, Ontario Reigns defense, essentially. Right. Like, it's I mean, the Ontario Reigns. It's basically Alex Edler with a bunch of those like child leash backpacks, <laughs> and the Ontario Reign. Like, yeah, yeah, and like you know, at the end of the day, the kids are holding their own. Jordan Spence, like he's he's definitely had some moments where you're like, oh wow, sure can tell that you're like 20 and this is your second NHL game. But overall, like I'm not watching the kids and being like, well, that was horrible. Like, really, I'm like, where, where, wherefore out there art thou, Andre Kopitar? Like, where, where are our top line players? Like, where, where did you, you, you went away? So, like, the kids are fine. It's not, you know, it obviously isn't the same as having Drew Doughty and all these other experienced guys in your lineup, but I'm not going to pin most of that on the kids who have looked okay. Like, you have to score goals. 
and no one's done that yeah in fairness uh logan thompson apparently decided to just go off oh yeah in that game uh the kings had 39 shots on goal in that game so like again maybe maybe the the chill like put the pitch box down guys right like we got goalied by sometimes a goalie just has a game yeah yeah like super stupid sexy whatever whatever his name is like you know of course of course they like i was watching that game and i was like the kings are gonna get goalied by this guy aren't they yep sure okay (laughs) yeah it happens it's like when you play i don't know the penguins almost got goalied by scott wedgwood yes last night you know yes (laughs) or saturday night whatever the game was but it happens you know and this is one game and for the most part I think obviously you know this is the first time I've kind of been able to talk about the Kings in a couple of weeks because I wasn't here for last mini game Monday the Kings have been pretty good they had that wobble Mm -hmm. against San Jose because obviously hockey is just like that sometimes it's cursed but beating Florida beating Boston Mm -hmm. like Okay, losing to Colorado, kind of expected. Winning against San Jose, kind of expected. But for the most part, the Kings have been pretty good the past couple of weeks. This is really the only game that I've looked at in the past, in the week of play mm-hmm. and been like, nuts. Right, yeah. like this one was garbage. Yeah, yeah. And just it's throw this one away. Like, yeah, and it's also like you can't underestimate, you know, Vegas is coming in super ticked off. They just got off of that five-game losing streak. They know that they're behind in the standings. Like, of course, Vegas was going to come out like on fire. And were they the better team the whole game? No, not really. But they were the better team at taking advantage of the mistakes the Kings made. And there you go. End of story. Kings lose. It's 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 one game. Hockey is a, a dumb sport. What is it that that Steve Dangle says? It's it's voodoo, wizardry, and bullcrap. Yeah, yeah, like, pretty much sports, man. that's that that's it that's the show sports man sports man that's it for today uh thank you so much for for being here for you the listeners for hanging out with us uh jay for people who want to hear more from you and about the rain and about uh you know goalie stabbing uh where can they find you Uh, yeah, so if you want my stuff on the rain that is over at fph rain it's been a little bit quiet over there recently because of secret reasons but uh you can find all of my written work for the season so far over at fieldpasshockey.com just go to the drop down find ontario rain and you can write all my game recaps and previews and weird articles about tj tynan there uh if you would like to mix in some dog pictures some baby pictures some star wars opinions some blue jackets talk uh you can follow my uh, personal twitter over at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r and of course if you are like me and are somehow a fan of both the LA Kings and the Blue Jackets at Locked on Blue Jackets is over at LO underscore Blue Jackets. We are on YouTube and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. And I'm on Twitter at right said Sarah yelling about things and occasionally sharing pictures of dogs. Uh, you can find Locked on Kings on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Of course, wherever you get your podcasts or your YouTubes, uh, you can find the show there. Make sure you're subscribing. Hit the notification button so you never miss an episode and all that cool stuff. We'll be back, uh, you know, tomorrow and any other day this week uh, to talk more about the Kings and their quest for a playoff spot, which still feels bizarre to have those words 
come out of my mouth, but I'm super pumped and I hope you are. Until next time, this has been Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.